Hello and welcome to Rusted Junk. No Amanda, no Dom, uh, otherwise busy. So it's me and Joe. If, Joe, it feels like um, what if again? Yeah, you know? I'm never busy. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> always, always available. Always available. But yeah, sad that the other two couldn't join us. Um, I'm sure uh, regular listeners to this new segment, of which this might be the last, we may do one more um, this week in the 80s. Uh, may miss Amanda's um, just listing of films, yeah, randomly uh, looking for one-word reviews, kind of destroys the concept of the, the the podcast of having a nuanced discussion about it. You're like instant, instant, instant. But I know people loved it, and especially Dom. I know was one of his favourites. I will miss obviously Dom's wit and uh, insight uh, into things that we we wouldn't have covered. So yeah, both of you, we'll see you back for the next one. No, I'll definitely miss them, but it's always a, a pleasure to be able to talk to you, Charlie. It's us. It's face us, to man. face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You say that. Um, anyway, so the week that we are looking at is the today, the second. I mean, you can have yesterday if you want. And I thought if I include yesterday, you get all the April Fool's things like spaghetti trees. Um, I don't know if you know that that's a famous April Fool's over here. No, that's not. I never heard. Yeah, of that. the BBC said tree. that they. It was back in the eighties, eighties uh, or nineties, and basically they depicted. They found a way to grow spaghetti on trees, and it fooled lo- loads of people because they they actually thought that trees could actually now sprout spaghetti. So when everyone said April Fools, people say, "Oh yeah, I like spaghetti trees." I mean, I don't know if you have a fav- famous one over in the states that that hoodwinked everyone. I don't know. No, I, I did one because I I used to write a lot for WDW News Today. Yeah. And one time I did one, and we normally don't do April Fool's jokes, but I decided to do it, and I got, I got cleared by the management team. I had it where, and it must have been about maybe eight or nine years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm dying to hear this one. Go on. I had it where Rosie O'Donnell was going to play an older version of Mary Poppins for Mary Poppins 2 or Mary. And I think I might've called it Mary Poppins <laughs> returns, you know, before they actually announced the sequel what? and people just freaked out and they bought it hook, line and sinker. <laughs> Cause I had a picture of her and I had a picture of Julie Andrews next to each other. And then I, I had like these quotes that I made up for, uh, by Rosie O'Donnell saying how much she, it's, it's her favorite movie. She watches it every day and she's looking forward to putting a different spin on the character and people were just, just freaking out. <laughs> Did somebody like, ask Rosie O'Donnell? What's that? Did somebody ask Rosie O'Donnell if she was all right with this? No, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Could you imagine doing lot... that today? I mean, Joe, you'd be fired. I mean, well, I got a lot of, I got a lot of hate mail too, you know, because right, people okay. were like, how dare you do something like that? This is supposed to be a serious news site. You know, you shouldn't be doing something like that, but Ooh, it got wow. a lot of clicks. That's all that matters, you know? <laughs> it's all about the clicks and the likes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, so, yeah, as we said, we're talking from the second to the, the ninth. I suppose we could go outside of that. I mean, Amanda goes through the whole decade. So, you know, I mean, literally, it's a, she's got a time machine that just goes in and out. Uh, but do you know what? Because it's just you and me. You go first, Joe. I've okay. got I've got a few things. I got a few things. What have you, what have you got? So I have April first, nineteen eighty four. David Lee Roth left Van Halen to pursue a solo career. Wow. That- okay, I didn't get that. 
You didn't get that one. That was my Nick. big one. Wow. Because I was such a huge fan of Van Halen. They were like the coolest rock band back in the 80s. And uh, they just were on fire. No one else came close to them as far as I was concerned. I really liked their music. You had Eddie Van Halen was just one of the greatest guitarists ever that walked the earth. And then you had the front man was David Lee Roth. And he just, they just work so well together. Just the two of them. The other two, you can kick him out. Why did, he, why did he leave then? Because even I don't know this. Well, he just, he started to get a big head. Because like back then, the rock bands and still today, you know, you got groupies and you got everybody hounding you and everything. And you got people whispering in your ear. It's like, well, you're really the star. You know, you should be getting more money. You should be in the forefront. And and I think he also thought that, too. So he wanted to do his own solo stuff. They were also fighting all the time, like where Eddie wanted to do their own original music. And if you remember, Van Halen did a lot of covers like Pretty Woman. Uh, what else was it? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, you Really Got Me. And those were cool songs. I mean, and I, I love hearing their versions of it, but Eddie just didn't like doing that. And uh, so they, they had different philosophies. And, and Eddie was not easy to get along with. I, I saw a documentary recently on him. And he seemed to not get along with anybody. <laughs> and neither did David Lee Roth was just a clown. He was obnoxious. He was very loud. He wanted to be the center of attention. But Eddie also wanted to be the center of attention. I mean, the band, band was called Van Halen, you know, for a reason. Yeah. So he wanted to show he was always still in power. Eventually, they kicked him out. Um, trying to think when they kicked him out. It was probably yeah, it was after 1984 when they released... Uh, the album 1984 it it just wasn't going on and again dave thought that after his soul album he can have this huge career because like remember he did just a gigolo and just a gigolo and just like paradise and california girls living in paradise but those were but but, yeah living in Paradise. that's a great song it is a great song as is i mean i I like just a gigolo i I, I genuinely if that's on i'll just leave it on and sing and i know all the words but again, that was a cover, and so was California Girls, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to take pre-established songs and put his own spin on it and make it his own, and it was successful. Those mm. songs really sold a lot over here, but that's not what Eddie wanted to do. Um, but it sucked, though, because it, it was like the worst thing ever. It was like the Beatles breaking up for us over here, you know, to see David Lee Roth going on. You know, you couldn't picture Van Halen without David Lee Roth. and yeah, yeah. And you couldn't picture David Lee Roth without Eddie Van Halen. And it just was like such Queen a without dire Freddie time. Mercury. They tried to yeah. replace him with that flamboyant um, Adam Lambert. And it just just falls flat in its face for me. Just It seems, well, it's been going on for a long time, wasn't it? Didn't it just end recently? What, the Queen thing? Yeah. No, I think they're still, I, I think he's still part of it. Well, um, he's doing his solo stuff now. Yeah, it's just, it's just. Look, I, I, I'm sure there's there's like it shouldn't be snobs in music at all because I I like loads of different things from the sublime to the ridiculous to the great everything. But you can't replace Eddie. You can't replace no. Freddie Mercury. No, just can't. The only no, way no you can replace him is with his son. Like when the Beatles, when John Lennon died, 
the only one that could have replaced him is maybe Julian Lennon. Julian, yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. And he had a good voice. Yeah Julian, yeah, Julian released that uh, that solo album, which was very good. He sounded like his dad. He looked like his dad. So I was kind of hoping that Salt would Water, happen. Too Late for Goodbyes. Great songs. They, yeah. they really are good songs. And you kind of like, uh, yeah, he kind of like, he could pass for his dad. You know what I mean? But then oh. again, Paul McCartney died years ago and they replaced him without anybody knowing. That's true, Joe. That is true. I, I do you believe that in that? Do you I do believe actually. in that conspiracy? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but yeah, it's definitely. Um, uh, well, yeah, you're look, the boss. We can talk about. Well, go and look it. We well, all I would say is, instead of us getting in trouble, go and look it up. Paul McCartney is not Paul McCartney, and I'll just just type in Paul McCartney conspiracy theory and go and have a read. Um, and every every page you'll probably read if you go on Google will tell you yes. And some some stupid people think this is that. If you go and use DuckDuckGo or something like that, you might actually get a, a rational. Um, I always go to uh, if I want my uh, fix, I go to a site called Germ Warfare, uh, spelt with a J, not a G. So if you go into Germ Warfare, his podcasts are highly entertaining, um, and I recommend the one he. Did for James Dellingpole. So if you type in Jim, Jim Warfare, James Dellingpole, go and listen to that. Anyway, how do we get on that? I don't have no idea, but it's great. Um, uh, I thought when you said Paul McCartney died years ago, I thought you meant the voice <laughs> and, and and the legend. No, they replaced like Elton him. John, like you know, oh Rod Stewart, all of those voices, kaput. Well, I want to say I, I did research on it because I remember when the stuff was coming out, like. Probably in the 70s and the 80s, it, it started to gain some steam over here. Uh, and I believed some of it, but then now I don't believe it at all. Um, but, you know, because, again, the Beatles were were putting clues on their albums. And it's like, <laughs> it's something you don't do. <laughs> it's like you look at the Sgt. Pepper album and it's like, oh, there's a car and it's, it's crashed and there's flames coming out of it. And then there's flowers <laughs> That looks like something for a funeral, and it's a bass, and it's only got three strings. <laughs> it's stuff they don't do it, you know. But it, it was fun, you know. It was always fun, like where people. It's were trying a bit of to... a read, yeah. Go and have a yeah. read and just see what see what you think of it. Right, well, blimey, and uh, it's sad when Eddie died. That's when the when Van Halen ended up completely disbanding. And uh, they cremated him so we can forget about any cloning of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, There'll only ever be one. I think in in my top 20, 80 songs, of which there is extremely high competition, you've got to have Jump by Van Halen in there. I don't – I can't see any way that it doesn't get in there. And it would push some really good tunes out but because it's better. Um, yeah, I, I saw them in 2007. They, wow. They reunited without Sammy Hagar, which I was so happy about. And Michael Anthony, who was the bass player, they didn't ask him to come back. <laughs> and they wow. they used uh, Eddie's son, Wolfie. And uh, they were great. They were so damn awesome. I'm so glad I got the chance to see them. And David Lee Roth sounded not as great as he once did but he sounded pretty damn good you know i was yeah. completely happy eddie was amazing to see him play guitar uh, it just was one of the highlights of my concert going 
life, I would say. Oh, nice. I'm going to write down links. So if we can get a link to that, that Van Halen concert, I'll put it in the YouTube. I will start actually putting YouTube links in. Um, definitely. Um, I don't know if it, well, it was in Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know if they actually recorded it or anything like that, but I'm sure they recorded some of their concerts. I got some bootleg stuff from some of my friends mm. from the concert that we went to, which is kind of cool to listen to. Mm. You have a favorite? Uh, well, you said your favorite's Jump. Oh, right? yeah, it's just, it's, well, I mean, at the start of Ready Player One, um, you know, that, that little glint of a good Spielberg film and it's see of awful Spielberg film. Suddenly this one comes along and you go, it's great. I know I listened to your uh, recent podcast where you talked about uh, the genius of Spielberg in days gone by as opposed to whatever this is, the stuff he's putting out at the moment. Um, you know, as as well as I do, well, because we talk about it a lot, that Jaws is my favourite film, the best film of all time. And so I have a lot of disappointment with him. But Ready Player One, genius. To start it with Jump by Van Halen and to finish it with You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall & Oates. You just think that's brilliant. Somebody's 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 done their research on on all of this. It's just great. Um, uh, speaking of um, uh, bands not sounding not sounding as good, uh, I went to see the Midnight on Thursday. I'll put a link in the in the bottom to my to my videos, my my YouTube channel. Um, yes, I have another one uh, where I took took video of them. Very eighties, very eighties, but so so good and he said i'm gonna really apologize because my voice is i feel like my voice is going so i'm gonna ask you to sing a bit and i was like oh here we go the old elton john trick you know get get everybody else to do it and everyone goes oh god didn't elton john sound great no he didn't sing anything <laughs> he didn't sing anything you sang the whole concert that's what you that's what you had but it turns out that he could hit all the high notes and he just did it he just went and, and oh, knocked out the park. That's such a good, such a good band. So yeah, I'll put a link in the bottom. Um, okay, so I've got one then. After that, where do I go? Where do I go after that? On April the fourth, um, uh, and I didn't list. Oh, I didn't list the year. Uh, I think it was. Uh, oh, it would have it been one of mine. 80, no, last episode of Night Rider. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't one of mine. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get the year. Look at me with my bad thing. But I think it was around 86, I would put, that, that when Knight Rider finished. Um, and it went for four, four seasons with 90 episodes. Um, the problem is, when you have, and, and it was, whichever way you look at it, lightning in a bottle in a series. Because it worked. It worked. People liked it. They had different stories. They had the uh, the opposing one, Car, um, as opposed to Kit. Um, you had that. It was great. Visually, that's all we talked about. We couldn't wait to get out after seeing Knight Rider, to get into the close, to get into the gang, and say, oh, that was like the most amazing thing. Did you see what he did? And then the laser, and then the helicopter, and, and just loved Knight Rider. However, there's a problem. Because they've always wanted to try and recreate Knight Rider. And when you look at what they've done to Knight Rider, every time they re reboot or relaunch or do it, it, it falls flat on its face because they can't get the concept right. 
even when you bring David Hasselhoff back. So listen to this. After Knight Rider, um, in in 1991, they made Knight Rider 2000, which um, starred David Hasselhoff. Um, and basically, they were they were combating Mitch Pledgley, the guy that was the Mulder, um, Scully, Mulder and Scully's boss uh, in the X Files. Um, and so they made this film, and they showed it in the event of going to make a, a series out of it. But the series was cancelled after they saw the film because it was dreadful. So that was called Knight Rider Two Thousand. There was Knight Rider Twenty Ten, made in nineteen ninety four, which had no David Hasselhoff. No, no, no kit, no Pontiac. Is it? It was a Pontiac, wasn't it? Was it Trans Am? Trans Am. Sorry. Um, this one. Well, that's was, a, that is a Pontiac. Though. Okay, it's a smuggler um, who's working for a woman uh, in the sort of like in the in the bureau. She dies, and her spirit is put into his Mustang. Then they make Night Rider. Night Rider in 2008 and it's it's just all getting out of hand. Then they had a series made in 97 to 98 called Team Night Rider. It's set 10 years after Night Rider. They had five operatives that were trying to do the job of one Michael Knight of a flag, the foundation for law and government cancelled after one season. Night Rider rebooted in 2008 to 2009. This time, it was the son of Michael Knight that was put in, and he was put in the Knight 3000. That was cancelled after one season. And you're just going, do you know what? There is such a time when you go, we can't seem to do this. But here's my problem. A talking car with loads of gadgets and someone with charisma. And you've got to argue, you might not like him, but David Hasselhoff has got charisma. He's got enough to carry a show. It's Baywatch, Night Rider, whatever. He's got enough to carry it. How can you get that wrong? Even when you bring the people back, how do you get it wrong? Because, you know, I think one of the films, they upgraded it to a Lamborghini. Okay, why not? You know, but how do you get a Night Rider reboot wrong that it gets cancelled after a season? I mean, it's not Willow. <laughs> you know so uh i, I just what was it i mean was the show was you was, the show was loved over here i don't know what was it like yeah and it was loved States? over here too i think it was on friday nights and my friend was rich and so he got a trans am when he was wow. in high school his parents gave him a trans am and he was so into that show that he he had it refurbished to have the, the light, light on the, the front. front yeah I mean, back in the eighties, that was it's unheard of. It's like you know? it's, it's like having a DeLorean with a flux capacitor on the back. Yeah, but uh, no, I used to watch it. No, no, what? I mean, he had money, but he wasn't. He was he was an Uber nerd. We'll say. Well, if you're gonna like change a car in a kit, <laughs> it's not no, too many girls are going after athletes. <laughs> They're not going after guys that love Night Rider. But I was staying home on Friday nights to watch Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Since you put it like that. Yeah, okay. But to me, that's better. That'd be really cool. I'd want to go and ride in his car. Did he deck out the, the I mean, I don't know if you know this level of detail. Did he deck out the middle bit? Like the console in the uh no, he didn't do the console, but you know, he had the 
the audio of the Night Rider theme on cassette. Oh, no, that's embar- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that's like put it, it. It's like you can see that it's kit. You don't need to amplify it by putting the music out. That's just <laughs> all right. Okay, I don't like the guy now. I like to that's until it. then. That was a cool little. That was a cool little theme, though. You know, everything kind of came together. I thought that theme was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that Hasselhoff was good for the role, um, and and it was fun. You know, like we again when we were younger, we used to love shows like that, and we used to love iconic cars like the Dukes of Hazard, the General Lee, yeah, uh, Street Hawk, Street Hawk, and it reminded me of Herbie too, The Love Bug. I don't know if you ever seen those movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We love. But Herbie, movie. Herbie was alive like Christine, you know. Except he was a good version of Christine. Yes. <laughs> he didn't go around killing people. Or, well, unless they do the reboot, like the Winnie the Pooh film, then that might. Oh, geez. I watched the start of that. I watched the first intro bit, the first five minutes, and it goes from wonderfully delightful to incredibly dark in about three seconds when you realize, and you can use your imagination on this one, why there's only Pooh and Piglet left in the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah. All I'll say is if you watch, if you manage to get the chance, watch the first five minutes of it and then go. It looks very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could watch that. It's just like, just the characters, the way they look, mm. they're kind of deformed. They're not, I think I'd have less of a problem if they did look like the original Winnie the Pooh, except this one looks like it was burned and its <laughs> eyes look like it's possessed. All of the, all of the, um, uh, what you call it, the copyrights are all running out. So they're going to do it with all of these. They're going to grab these, grab these things everywhere and just make them. The next one was, uh, Mickey, no, not Mickey Mouse. I don't think they can't get away with that one. There was something else that they were saying people were planning. I, I did hear it. It might be Mickey Mouse. It's kind of bizarre. Mortimer, Mortimer Mouse on the rampage. Yeah, yeah. But I did hear that story. Mm. Anyway, what else you got, Joe? Uh, oh, well, wait a minute. Before you got one, speaking of people who rise and then peter out and then can't find that form of glory, um, April the 8th, 1988, uh, I had a the, – the film career of Steven Seagal is launched um, in 1988. Now, we knew it uh, as Nico. You knew it as Above, above the Law. Oh, really? It's called Nico by you. Nico, yeah, well, that's Nico was plastered all over the VHS covers. It's hmm. just called Nico. It's never called Above the Law. So when I started at Capital One, I was like, "Oh God, yeah, Nico in uh, back back with his first film." And the Americans that were working there go, "Hell, are you on about?" It was Above the Law. No, it wasn't. It was called Nico. Quick trip to the internet. You're like, "What?" <laughs> so whenever it got mentioned, they was they always just immediately jumped in with Above the Law. You don't know what you're talking about, but. He made Mark for Death, Under Siege, Under Siege 2, you know, great. His career ended with an executive decision in 1996, which is good because, sorry Mm. to spoil it for you, but you've had enough time to watch it. He dies in the same way that Samuel L. Jackson unexpectedly in Deep Blue Sea. And you're not expecting it. You just think, this this is good. Executive decision is a a remarkably good film. Um, But then after that, Makes nothing, but straight to straight to you know, straight to stream. Well, straight to VHS at the time, straight to DVD, straight to streaming. 
with titles. And this is one one of those things where you should have a Steven Seagal movie generator. So you just tap one side, tap the other, and it just puts up random words, and then then it would create Renegade Justice, Maximum Conviction, and Contract to Kill. These are the kind of stuff that he's making now, and nobody's watching them, and nobody's interested. But I watched because, well, now he, he's, 10 days ago, he's, and that's he's not so fat. He's, he's obese now, you know? Yeah. Like he's yeah. more in line with an elephant than he is a human. Mm. And yeah, his movies are just like, he does the least amount of effort possible. He basically sits down during most of the movies that he does. And like someone will come attack him while he's sitting at a table. So he doesn't have to stand up and fight him. I've seen some of his stuff and it's like, you gotta be kidding me. He flips a guy that, that comes to attack him while he's like having like a cup of tea and like, Oh no, is arms, it that bad? You know? I haven't seen him for ages. Yeah, he's he's really bad. And then he's got that that goatee. Everything is like yeah, super dyed, like black. And uh he's just a mess. Well, I told you I used to he used to live by me in Staten Island. And uh I was renting a VHS at the time. And uh then when I went to go pick up my VHS, I finally found something. They're like, Oh, Mr. Hogarty, did you uh did you see Steven Seagal was, was right next to you? you? You two were looking at the same video. And I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't ever looked up, you know, but he was right next to me. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, Oh crap. It's like, <laughs> I wonder if I took his video. <laughs> what broke you, my neck. What would you have said to him? I don't know. You know, I, I had seen uh, above the law. Um, Nico. No, above the law. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> But it was funny because we had in Staten Island, like when Under Siege came out, they had these giant posters up all over Staten Island. And I think it was because he was living in Staten Island at the time. Like everywhere you went, like they were huge. They were the size of buildings. And back then, they really weren't big. But I think that uh, they were trying to promote Steven Seagal or have everyone in that Well, they should. They should. That film is brilliant. And only when I watched it on Netflix, because I couldn't be bothered to go and watch it on other platforms. I just picked one and just had it on. Suddenly I realized for years I've been watching the censored version because <laughs> I saw the uncensored version. Wow. Okay. But he is super arrogant. Every story you hear from anybody, no one says anything nice about him. They just say what a jerk he is. He's a pervert. He's a bully. You know, he thinks he's God. He thinks he's above everybody well, else. He's married to Kelly DeBrock, you know, I mean, come on. Not anymore. Not anymore, but he had his... He was. Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah and she lived... <laughs> she lived over there, too. It's... Uh, someone Time hasn't that. been kind to her, either. No. Yeah, she went into the butchers, and she bought something, and someone told me they saw her there. She must have spent a lot of time in the butchers. You know? Oh, right. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, he's just an arrogant... See, he'd be a good match for Gwyneth Paltrow, I think. <laughs> oh the uh the, the the court case that has everybody hooked it's hardly the oj simpson case is it that somebody get went into her on skis well you hear they they ruled that she was innocent yeah yeah no it was just was funny because i first the of guy's all that financially whole... ruined now because of something that happened seven years ago he decides to sue for it sees some dollar signs sees an opportunity and thinks well, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily believe the guy, but I believe that she's just an arrogant 
bastard and that she would go plowing into someone and and abandon the scene because she accused the guy of potentially raping her you know if she plowed yeah into i him. saw that that was a bit that was a bit and <laughs> she goes yeah, well she he was she's been molested or something he was under my legs and he was moaning so i had to flee you know, yeah. it had nothing to do with the fact that you plowed into him and that he was like unconscious at the time. Uh, and then not, uh, um, she's not one of life's nice people, I think. No, she's not. She's just very arrogant. Yeah. Uh, Anyone anyway. that can make a, a candle that smells like her uh, lower half, as we say, and sell it online. That, it's just, I, I, mean, I don't understand how people follow her i mean i don't know how many followers she has but why i mean what kind of life do you have i'm sorry listeners if you follow her (laughs) but it's seriously there there will be fans yeah there'll be fans out there i mean shakespeare in love she was she was all right in that that's how she sort of like came to fame and then there's other films like sliding doors and things like that that we have affectionately over here but nah she was all right as pepper potts no, I disagree. I didn't like her. She was, she was, all, she was all right. Oh, I liked her when she was in that movie with Jack Black when she's <laughs> she was fat. Um, oh, um, yes, another one, Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, yeah. See, I thought that was fun because she was able to make fun of herself, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but then, oh. then, the, then the woke, <clears throat> the woke band leader and the woke person get together and create this uber woke. Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh dear. Coldplay meets Gwyneth Paltrow. That's off the scale. You won't meet is just bust. It's just gone boom like that. I can't even imagine their kids. I don't want to insult their kids. Well, they're adults now, but Apple and Moses. Oh, is it? Apple. I thought it was Apple and Onion. Um, but surprise it's not. (laughs) No, apples and oranges. Apples and pears, apples and pears, apples and pears. Down the market. Um, anyway, I've, I've hogged it for too much. There's Steven Seagal. I, 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 genuinely, movie star, actor, definitely not. Definitely 100% not. Movie star, yeah, for the short time he's... Well, the whole thing too, so like when he started making the crap movies, what was the one that he made with one of the Wayne's brothers? Um, uh, the Glimmer Man or something like that? Was that Oh, it? that rings a bell, yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, I, I felt like he started really going downhill. And then what happened was it was either Nepal or Tibet. They were convinced that he was the reincarnation of either Buddha or one of their gods. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And so he left this country and hung out there. And basically I heard all he did was he got late, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, like all these people would come and he, he would like, look at the women and go, all right, I want that one. <laughs> I want that one over there and, uh, get me a meatball sandwich too. <laughs> <laughs> do you know can we can we just don't you feel a little bit jealous that there he was he's married to married to kelly de brock uh he was making all these sort of demi watchable films i mean really watchable films or watchable films then moves to another country gets deified as a god gets all the women and meatball subs and everything else that he wants and then comes back and people still wanting to make films Joe, and I know he's the size of a house, but he gets to eat exactly what he wants and he'll die soon because presumably his weight will just catch up with him. But isn't that technically living the dream, Joe? You know? 
Well, if any of his organs fails, I'm sure he'll have somebody kill someone and just rip it out of the person that they kill. <laughs> so I think he's okay for a couple of years. But I do wonder, like, when he does pass away, if everyone's going to remember him, remember him fondly, or they're going to remember him as the fat bastard that he became. Oh, fondly, even despite Under Siege too. But, yeah. I, I used to have fights with my friend and it was so stupid because I was working in an office and like we'd have lunch together and almost every day I would always say Jackie Chan could beat Steven Seagal's ass and he'd be like no way no way Steven Seagal worked for the CIA you know he he used to kill people Jackie Chan never killed anybody and I'm like you mark my words Jackie Chan's gonna go further than Steven Seagal 10 years from now and I was right with that one. you were right but I still think that Segal would win in a fight. He's got all that uh, push, push stuff that he does. It's just not now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just raises his hand now and gets somebody else to do it. I think if Amy kicked him in the knee, uh, he'd go down pretty quickly. <laughs> well, well, maybe that. Who knows? That may occur at some point. Um, <laughs> three fates. Joe, your your next one. What else? You all got? right, my next one is uh, April first, nineteen eighty six. The first Nike Air Jordans went on sale to the public. The Oof. price was $65 a pair. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you bought a pair and kept it in the box and kept it pristine? I mean, I don't know what they'd be worth now. I, I Presumably hundreds of, maybe maybe hundreds of thousands for original yeah. first edition pair. Yeah, uh, yeah, they probably would be worth a lot. I mean, I, I was trying to like figure out how much money they've made and it says how much has air jordan sold and it says the jordan brand revenue hit 4.8 billion in 2021 i mean is that lifetime or just like annually i i don't even know um but it's it's crazy how much you, you can imagine how much money they make because over here, everybody was buying them except for me because I, I really wasn't into basketball. Mm. So I, I didn't want to wear the high tops because they were mostly for if you played basketball. And I thought that's why you would buy them. But apparently people saw it as a fashion style. Did you ever have Air Jordans? Oh, yeah. We had them over here, but nobody was rich enough to. Oh, so you never. No, them. I'm saying did you personally? I, I never did. No. And I love Michael Jordan. And I, I always had this fight with Dom, who comes on the podcast, uh, Nerd Alert, from time to time, and, and we're good friends, because he likes LeBron James, and yeah. I think no, Jordan I Jordan every is, time. He is, you know, they always say who's the uh, who's on the Mount Rushmore uh, of basketball. Jordan, definitely, I would say. Yeah. LeBron, I don't even know if he makes the cut. You know, there, there are so many other great basketball stars out there, but, like, there's Kobe. Uh, I don't know if I would put Shaq. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, Rodman. my boy is Rodman. Who, who Rodman? Dennis, Rod Dennis Rodman. Like, yeah. No, he would never make it. Never in a million years. Wasn't he called the best three pointer in the game? No, he was. A def he's more a defender um, oh. and a rebounder. But yeah, he was. He was a bit of a clown. He was just great. He's a Nick. You know, every sport's got one. Nick Kyrgios in tennis. They've all got the, the bad boy. But it was he cool. Date, like, he dated Madonna, so you know. Yeah, no, he and uh, what's her name? The, you know, the girl from MTV, Carmen Electra. I think he was married to her oh, for a that's while. That's right. Yeah. Well, damn, she was hot. 
living the dream, <laughs> Joe. You know, this is this is a. But no, I I just think like back in the time, back in the eighties, no one gave a damn about basketball. You know, especially I would say like the 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 white community or. You know, like we were more into baseball, hockey, and all that. But Jordan came along, and we could not stop watching basketball. Everybody knew who Michael Jordan was, and he made he upped the game of basketball where everyone started watching. Then, and again, he was such a nice guy. Well, I, you know what he portrayed to people, he was nice. I mean, I heard it and person he wasn't as nice you know because he, he was a tough guy a lot of people a lot of like uh people that go on and become something extraordinary they do have to you know <laughs> get very aggressive towards their other yeah. teammates and other people in business but i i just love the guy i loved watching talk i thought he was amazing yeah. love to see it's him play. A wonderful ambassador for, i mean the ultimate and, ambassador. You know, in Jordan, he wasn't afraid of anybody. And that's why I feel like LeBron is afraid. I think he's, I, I always say he's a hack. Because I, I think that he surrounds himself with really good players. Where Jordan would always enter the, the slam dunk contest during the NBA All-Star game. LeBron yeah. has never done it because he's afraid to fail. You know? And he'll say, well, I don't like who's stupid. It's like, no, he, he knows that he has a chance of losing. Mm. And uh, and again, Jordan never wore a crown and a robe and called himself the king like LeBron does. Oh, exactly. But look Jordan at the Space was... Jams. Look at the revenues for Space Jams. Yeah. You know, Jordan's made decent money, quite, quite decent money. LeBron James, but... not a lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, I, I mean, I remember seeing the original Space Jam in the theaters and I was like, this wasn't bad. You know, I mean, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah. I remember seeing, like, remember um, Roger Ebert? He reviewed it yeah, on Cisco TV. Ebert. What did he like it? He said, "He goes, well, I got to say, he goes, Michael Jordan, he wasn't that bad, you know. It's like he did what he had to do, you know. He seemed kind of natural, and I felt that way too. He just played himself. He mm. wasn't over the top. It's you know, or under the top. And um, I didn't see the one with uh, LeBron James, but I heard that was a disaster a car crash yeah wasn't, wasn't but again he always tries to steal whatever michael jordan has he had his number for years 23 which always annoyed me and then right. he, he stole his like intro where he would get the powder and uh clap his hands uh you know he's definitely intimidated by by jordan anyway i can go on and on i don't like lebron well, i love jordan that's it lebron's ruined another thing for me is he's the House in the new House Party reboot they've done, and now House Party very dear to me. The nineteen it was nineteen ninety one or not ninety that it came out with Kid and Play. Um, that is a wonderful film. I could, I, I mean, I just watched that on a loop, and I wouldn't get bored. I'd just be looking forward to my next favorite bit all the time. I just love it. Then they reboot it, and it's LeBron James's house, so LeBron James is in it, and I'm like, not interested. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Hollywood, for ruining yet another franchise of mine. But do you know what? I always have my own. I always have my my version of it. You do what you Well, like. it's funny because I was less interested in a reboot of I really wasn't interested in a reboot of House Party, but I became even more or less interested once I heard LeBron James was involved. 
Yeah. So I will never watch it. No. Definitely not. Right. I suppose we should move it on a bit. All right. Um, uh, I I just have two small ones, and probably not. Nineteen eighty seven, April the seventh, nineteen eighty seven. Lethal Weapon came out, um, cost fifteen million to make, and made one hundred and twenty point two million worldwide, sixty five US domestic. It just shows that if you've got a good film and it does it does well, then people cheap people generally love it. Yeah, you know, they 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 you know it will go everywhere. Lethal Weapon is a great film. Lethal Weapon Two is better, but. You know, we've had that discussion on the podcast. Please go and listen if you haven't, because we've done both films. Uh, we love them both. But Lethal Weapon 2 is better. It's just the fact that they're making Lethal Weapon 5. I don't think they'll mess that up. Did they start filming it? Not yet. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's ever come, come to fruition. Oh, he says he's made a promise to Richard Donner he's going to do it. So he's he's got to go through with it. Um. I, I think the magic is there. I think the magic is will always be there. And I, unlike Indiana Jones, which is going to be awful. Yes, you heard it here first. Please come back and listen to this once you've actually seen the film. But yeah, it's going to be horrendous. Um, nobody wants to watch. Uh, I think you said it on your podcast, is it? Or is it something another podcast I listened to? Nobody wants to see an 80-year-old Indiana Jones <laughs> um, knocking around anymore because... They wanted to see him when he was 40, in his 40s. Not Anyway. Well, he's going to be de-aged throughout a lot of the movie. Oh, but what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Just, you know, leave your technical tricks and gizmos and stuff and just... If they do the de-aging really good, and it looks like from the scenes that we've seen, it does look really good, it might win people over. No. Uh, yeah, well, I know you'll be going first first night, first or second night. Oh, yeah, I will. You know, it's- and then you can come back and tell me, don't yeah. come see it. Yeah, it's, it's very possible I'll hate it, but, you know, still want to see it. No, oh, absolutely. Anyway, so, yes, the, the joy of Lethal Weapon, as I say, go back and listen to it, to what we talk about that. You know, I was gonna say, did you hear that they're they're making a sequel to Gladiator? I didn't. No, I just think it's crazy that they're Why? making these sequels. Well, I, I think there's a problem with it. I mean, Denzel, it, no, he's dead. He died at the end of the first one. Denzel no, I mean, it could be, I don't know if it's going to be like a branch off story from it, whereby he has to come back and in a vision or something like that and guides him through the spirit world. I don't know, but he can't because Russell Crowe is a big lad now. No, I know Ridley Scott has been talking about it for years and I, and I think that they got Denzel Washington on board. Um, but the other one I heard recently was Heat. They're making a sequel to Heat. Why? Al Pacino. Uh, but the cast sounds pretty cool. Uh, it's Al Pacino. It's, uh, oh, man. I'm, De Niro. Uh, the, De not in it. But he uh, died. In, well, yeah. Who is it? Uh, the guy who played Elvis, Austin Butler. Uh, okay. I'm just looking this up, too. Because <laughs> there are big names in it, too, which I Al was like, kind of surprised. Al Pacino's getting on, though. Uh, is he like in his eighties now? Al Pacino, yeah, he's definitely up there. Oh, this is annoying. Uh, okay, rumor cast. Oh, look at here we go. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the guy in uh, Star Wars, Adam Driver. 
okay, I like him. Yeah, okay. Maybe, but you can just leave some stuff. Why can't it just stop messing with our stuff and just invent some new things? Yeah, just it's crazy. I mean, that they would, I mean, how old is that movie? 96. Yeah, that they would come out. Well, anyway, sorry for going off on a tangent here. No, 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 not at all. Please don't tell me the, 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 the plot for the new Beverly Hills Cop movie. I'm just really not interested. Oh, why did you hear it? Yeah, well, because I we said that on the podcast that they're developing a new Beverly Hills Cop film. I know, but what about the plot? Did you hear? I don't oh, know. Oh, Ana de Armas is also in Heat too. Who? Ana de Armas. She was uh, in. Um, well, she was recently in Blonde. She played Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I did watch that. And she was in that James Bond movie where she played that Cuban agent. And uh, what's that movie? Oh, that right. Mur- oh, okay. The murder movie uh not glass onion what, what was the original one knives out, <laughs> knives out sorry <laughs> yeah she she was the what she was the uh you know the the main character in knives yeah, out okay no i think she's really good and you know just hearing her and driver and austin butler al pacino i think is done but i guess he has to be in it but anyway sorry tangent done no no not at all i think after the i think the worst the worst reboot I've ever seen was coming to America sequel. That I I I genuinely can't think off the top of my for top of my head a film that is worse than that. Well, you haven't seen Willow, <laughs> but well, uh, another TV. Yeah, I know TV series, but films that whoever came up with, whoever conceived of that idea is it's it's awful. It, it it oh god, it's dreadful. I just put it out of my mind. Yeah, but you, you know, again, it's that's when people were influenced by the whole Me Too movement, where it's like, well, the daughters need to be uh, the rulers of. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Wakanda. It's not Wakanda. No. <laughs> Whatever it is, Zamunda. Zamunda. All right. Um, I only have one more, but I don't know if it's the one that you've got. Are you going to talk about the launch of the Fox Network? Yes, we oh, finally right, okay. got well, one. Fine. Then, then this is the way that we. We will finish, dear listeners, and we'll keep it we're sort of within the hour. No, oh, you could you could say it. No, 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 no. That that was mine. So yeah, let's talk about that. All right, it was April fifth, nineteen eighty seven. The Fox Network made its debut. Wow. So have you got the first two shows on there? Well, I have that. The first thing that aired on the Fox Network was the Joan Rivers show. Oh, I have married with children. Well, yeah, that that was the first sitcoms. Uh, it was a Married with Children and uh, Tracy Ullman show. Tracy Ullman show, yeah. So those were the the first sitcoms. But when they launched the Fox Network, I think they used to show like a lot of uh, syndicated stuff, or you know, like reruns of old shows. But I the love very Lucy first, stuff like that. yeah, exactly. So, with, but the very first thing that they showed was Joan Rivers used to host for the Tonight Show and Johnny Carson. It was on vacation or he wasn't feeling well. So they gave her her own show. And that was the first thing to really launch. That's from, from what I read. But the two sitcoms, yeah, it was Married with Children and, and the Tracy Ullman show. Did you watch yeah. either one of them? Yes. Yeah, because we had the Tracy Ullman show over here, which is why I first saw The Simpsons. That's where we first saw The Simpsons. And we were like going. And the Tracy Ullman was famously part of um, Three of a Kind. 
Um, so it's a TV show with Lenny Henry, Tracy Ullman, and David Copperfield. No, not the magician. Um, uh, and it was just the three of them doing a sketch show. Unfortunately, um, she sort of she, she sort of carried that carried that show because nothing Lenny Henry has ever done has been funny. So pretty much everyone else in a, in a show with him, with him in has to carry it. I thought it was a fun show, uh, the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, she's she genuinely had some good good characters, um, and, she, and that's what she, she would rebooted do. her show recently, and it was quite unfunny. Um, but yeah, I guess she's like, got a different audience now, a different political persuasion. Like in the seventies, we used to have Carol Burnett, and she yeah, used she to, was good. She would she do a lot the, of characters. She was uh, famously the uh, children's home. Um, Head of the children's home in Annie. I, you know what? I'd never seen Annie. Okay, I need she's, to see that. Oh, she's great. <laughs> Help um, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, no. She uh, Tracy Ullman created a lot of original characters. Like it showed how versatile she was, uh, and she was very funny. And then the cast uh, that was on that show, most of them went on to do the Simpsons, which I think is crazy. Was it the 34 seasons of the Simpsons? It's, it's uh, still going. It's just, that's. I, I just watched it the other day. I mean, I watched the earlier seasons, not the very, I would say I would go past the first season because the first season they're getting their kinks out. Yeah. But like probably from seasons two to seven are probably the best stuff out there. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, everybody's good. In it. And what makes that show great, is the supporting characters in it. It's like, there's, it's rare that you have a character that you hate in the Simpsons. They're, they're just so damn good. Um, What's it like now, Joe? I haven't watched it in ages. Have you watched any recent ones? I haven't watched uh, any recent ones. I mean, it's, it's on, most of them are on Disney plus now because Fox well was bought by Disney, but um, I, I can't believe I actually heard someone the other day, they're they're each making the voice actors about a half a million dollars an episode. I mean that's insane. I mean I can't. I mean they they should be billionaires by now if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I do think it needs to end at some point. Because um, I I have heard everyone say that it's kind of lost it. Uh, there's still some funny episodes, but when they said it jumped the shark. I don't know if you remember this episode when Principal Skinner, we found out that he wasn't the original Principal Skinner, that he actually took over the identity of Skinner because that guy died in the Vietnam War, you know, but that guy was actually alive. Right. That's when they say the Simpsons jumped the shark because it was just so outlandish that it pissed a lot of people off, you know. Again, I still enjoy watching it. I love just homer's stupidity and so many things it just works yeah he's just great um but i did look up there were a lot of shows that premiered on fox there was uh you're gonna list some classics now some classics so did you you ever see it's gary shandling show loved that with a passion it was on bbc2 at nine o'clock and never missed it yeah i think it eventually to gary show yeah gary show and who is that guy? Randy Newman. 
Yes. That, the guy who did Toy Story, yeah. the music for Toy Story. 21 oh, Jump and Street. I, I love I love LA from uh, Naked Gun, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, 21 Jump Street. Did you ever see that? Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. I've never seen an, a single episode. I've watched the movies that was Jonah Hill and uh, that other dude. Um. Pretty yeah, boy. It was yeah, it was it was really good. Um I I haven't looked it up, but I know one of the shows that's on there. Um TV one oh one. Nine oh two one oh no no <laughs> TV one oh one was about a media studies class at high school and the the things that they created and scrapes that they got into and it was just like a thing. But it was the it was the first TV starring role of Matt LeBlanc, Joey and Friends. Okay, and no, I, and I, I used to the ones that, that I had and that seen. was a Fox one. I remember that. I remember one of the first Fox shows. They had George C. Scott playing the president, and they showed a commercial of it where he was walking in his bare feet, and he put his feet in water because it was it was hurting him. And I was like, I can't watch this. You know, it just was such <laughs> a disgusting looking image because right. he was in a suit, and it was George C. Scott's ugly feet. And I was like, I will never watch this show. Thank you, you ruined it. <laughs> I did like George C. Scott, but that just grossed me out. Um, well, some of the others in Living Color. Now, well, these go beyond the '80s, but you know, these are shows. Yeah, I did that watch that. I always tell you to watch this. Parker Lewis can't lose. It, I'm going to write it down. I'm right. telling you, dude, you would love the characters in it so much because they did. It was a ripoff of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm. but it was a good one. You know, and when they did a Ferris Bueller TV show, nobody watched that. Everyone no. was watching Parker Lewis Can't Lose. How can Fantastic you have a Ferris Bueller show. TV show where you have a cutout of Matthew Broderick and the first thing that he does is take a chainsaw to it? You just killed your show. I did not know that. That's the first <laughs> thing he did in the Ferris yeah. Bueller show. It's this guy. This guy's trying to play me on, on cinema. Dude, leave it. Everyone concerned, just turn, drop, drop your camera, drop your clip, clapperboard, drop everything, and just walk away from the project. It's not going to work. But that was a water cooler moment, though. Parker Lewis can't lose because people would be sitting around and talking about. Oh, did you see the latest? Well, then episode? I need to see it. Yeah, so you you should check it out. I will make it my. I will find it. Get a life. I I liked Get a Life with Chris Elliott never, and never heard of it. Yeah, I I told I asked you once if you could find me that movie Cabin Boy, and it's such a goofy movie, and I'm sure you'd hate it with David but Letterman. It, yeah, yeah, but it's you know what is it? Chris Elliott used to be on David Letterman, and he was just a, a recurring character. I always felt his humor was funny. Not everybody gets it, but he basically he played a 30 year old paper boy that lived with his parents and get a life, and uh, I thought it was hysterical. It. I, I don't know, that was kind of funny. Uh, Herman's Head. Uh, yeah, I'd heard of it, but I didn't really saw it. Yeah, they. Um, that was a rip. Inside Out ripped Herman's head off. It's basically his emotions was inside of his head, and they kind of controlled what he was doing. And you would see inside of his brain there were people living in there. It was it was okay. Martin, I loved Martin. Martin Lawrence. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I could see how that was. Yeah. First two seasons were great. Anything after that, not so good. Nine hundred two one zero. I never yeah. seen a single episode of that. You know, it just was too. Sort of couple. There was like Melrose Place and things like that going on, but Malcolm in the Middle. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
That it was, was all right. I did. I did. I wouldn't watch it all the time. Uh, the Bernie Mac show. Didn't watch that. That's a great show. I I really like that. You know, okay. if you ever get the chance, check that out too. But that's all I got. But that's it. Well, and the legacy of Fox lives on. Yeah, no, it's amazing that because uh, no one thought they can compete. Like we had three big networks here. <clears throat> I know you didn't have that, but we had ABC, CBS, and NBC. No one ever tried to compete against them, and and Fox did, and they were victorious. Mm. They had like and the Simpsons at some point beat Cosby, you know, which was unheard of. They actually put the Simpsons against Cosby because the Simpsons used to be on Sunday nights, I think at eight o'clock. Mm. And they were so confident because it started beating Cosby in the weekly ratings. They're like, well, let's just put it up against Cosby and see what happens. And they beat Cosby up against, uh, you know, Thursday at eight o'clock. It was, that was right. the prime time thing. And just amazing. Nice. Oh, what a good, what a good, uh, a, a nice way to to end that, this particular podcast. Um, I'm off on holiday, um, and so yeah, I don't know. We're going to have when when I come back. Uh, yeah, we'll work out what we're going to do next. But I hope you enjoyed this. I mean, it's just me and Joe, but we're pretty good. We've we've been done this for years now, haven't we? To be fair, yes. we can actually say this because mm-hmm. um, for those that are just listening to the podcast during lockdown. Joe and I started talking regularly. Um, we don't probably talk as regularly as we did then, but we still do. Um, but we were talking a lot. Um, and it was just genuinely when you could go around, uh, you know, uh, an hour circuit through the fields and it was beautiful out there and, and just chatting with Joe and getting to know what made him tick and, and everything. It was just a joy. It was just great. So, yeah. So when we are ever chatting again, it's just it's like this. Um, cool. Anyway, right. I'll put some links below. Um, for some reason, my video is looking like it's stuttering slightly uh, for some reason, but good job. This is at the end. Um, cool. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Apart from Rusty Junk, of course. Yeah, I, I host a show called WDWNT. Oh, they changed it. Wait a minute. No, they, <laughs> they, they, they changed it. it up. No, you know what it is? They changed the name of it, actually, because uh, I would say WDWNT Nerd Alert, which I guess I can still say, but yeah. they call themselves now, they used to be Walt Disney World News Today, so they have to call themselves WDW News Today. They can't use the Walt Disney World anymore for some right. reason. Uh, anyway, it's WDWNT Nerd Alert. <laughs> yeah. Type in Disney uh, Nerd Alert podcast, you know, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we basically talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. We go beyond the Disney properties that they own, like Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, Pixar, but we also get into DC and we get into a bunch of other ones. And I'm sorry for the phone ringing. (laughs) I couldn't hear uh, it. That's good. You You got good noise cancellation. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, check us out. Yeah. Um, And you'll be able to see my other. Uh, when I put the links in the YouTube, you'll be able to see my um, page uh, where I've got quite a lot of subscribers um, called Charlie Gig Goer. Um, so, yeah, you'll see my latest videos of the Midnight Concert, which I'll post below. Um, apart from that, cool. Right. I'm going to pack my bags. Uh, I was going to say put sun cream in, but I'm only we're not going very far. We're not going going outside the UK. So adios. And uh, I'll see you when we get back. Cheers. See you. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.